Uh, but welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. It's the show where we choose a genre every month and we go through the best movies, hopefully, of that genre. So this is another two-parter. Well, uh, just a, a duo episode is me and Greg. Katie is under the weather. She's sick. So Greg and I are going through some of the best heist movies. And Greg has been uh, grumpily asking for zombie films. He's been doing it for a couple of months. <laughs> Month, so, month, <laughs> and so I finally figured out that zombie films there are a ton of them, and they work with a lot of genres. And usually, some of the best zombie films are a mix of something different that sometimes doesn't seem like it would work, but it does work out. So, heist movies seem to be a really good connection to zombie films because in a lot of video games and movies and shows, usually the zombies aren't the worst part. The people are the worst part. And in heist films, shit. Uh, in, in heist films, yeah, it's always that person that betrays the team. In every heist film, there's always somebody that's trying to do a double cross or the people in charge of shitty. So it just works out that, you know, you have a heist film, just just add like, I don't know, a couple thousand zombies in, in between them. Still going to be the same situation. <laughs> so we went with a standalone sequel so with a standalone sequel it's still in the same world but not technically connecting to the characters of the last film if anything the story or an idea from it and so we watched the train of busan presents peninsula it's funny greg was like what this is a sequel and he was like oh shit and that's the same way i felt when i realized that train of busan made a sequel i was like oh oh shit really and uh, we watched it and I like this movie a lot. And the original director, he came back and did this uh, Yang Sang Ho. And he, like I said, if the original director of an idea wants to change it up, you got my blessing, man. At least it's not some other dickhead doing it, changing up stuff. Just like with Terminator, the first Terminator film is a thriller. It's borderline a horror movie if you really think about it. And the second one, that's an action film all the way through. And it's a good action film. It's probably one of the best action sequels you could ever have. Just like with the Alien franchise. First Alien movie, that is a claustrophobic fucking horror movie. One alien trying to kill Ripley. The second one, there are thousands of aliens. And they're really easy to kill in the second one. And it's just Ripley trying to fight for a life against a queen and a giant robot. That ain't scary at all. It's actually kind of action-y. So this movie takes the same steps and Peninsula is a lot more action. And the, the folks on the train, when they were fighting, they were pretty, uh, they weren't the dumbest people in a zombie like apocalypse. But in this film, we get people that are soldiers and they're pretty damn good at what they do. <laughs> so the zombies really aren't that dangerous, but they do swarm people like crazy. So, uh, so Greg, what did you think about Peninsula? Comparing it to other heist films. Comparing it to other heist films. Um, ah, comparing it to other heist films, what I enjoy about it is the fact that it's, of course, benefiting from the fact that it's a sequel, at least in a sense of sequel of the world it's created. It has its own unique universe as opposed to just your typical, hey, human, me, human, you, human, let's go steal this from other humans. Yeah. And this is just... The fact that 
zombies are involved and you have to create this kind of post-apocalyptic zombie apocalyptic um though fictional world surrounding this heist same kind of similar to what we did with army of the dead it's 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 not just simply a matter of a heist in our actual world it's not like an oceans where it's just we're going to steal from this casino and it's not like the various bank robbery movies we have watched and discussed it's it's both heist and it's also creating a different world and i very much enjoyed that and i think you have to in order to truly appreciate this film and enjoy it to its full capability you have to not try to make direct comparisons to train to busan because this isn't like train to busan 2 back on the train off the rails something like that <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a con- this is a continuation of this world it's the new normal that happens following w- the the events of the first film so you have to you know be flexible in imagining well what's this world going to be like once all these things have gone down in the first film so naturally there's going to be some stark contrasts from the second one to the first one it's world building but I enjoy that the the world that they built in this second one and the plot they created and what they imagined the peninsula would be like post zombie apocalypse. So I very much enjoyed it. You took a ton of the words out of my mouth. I enjoy a sequel that builds on things, doesn't fully explain everything. We still don't know how the virus started and they probably will never explain it. And I'm fine with that. I Sometimes in horror movies, I don't need to know where the monster came from. If I enjoy what's happening, whatever, it's this thing comes out of mirrors, whatever. I don't know where the fuck it came from. I'm fine with that. And with Peninsula, you know, I would love to see the little girl from the first movie, maybe the mom, but it's fine. They're off somewhere else trying to survive. And that's fine with me. The new characters we get, I like them a lot. And the director knows what he's doing because he, you know, he takes away one cute little girl trying to stay alive. And he gives us two. <laughs> he gives us two little girls. So he he, he knows how to he knows how to pull it to freaking heartstrings, man. He really does. Yeah, he's he's, he's smart about it because you know no one wants to see a kid get murdered in a zombie movie, you know. So you know you, you're really rooting for the kids to make it, and then you know the main character, uh, uh, Junk Sock, um, he's trying his best to keep everything together and he's already guilty because he's lost family and stuff so it's it's he followed the right steps with a cool action hero and it's like dang i already fucked up i'm not fucking up again and he's out there really like risking his life to keep everything together so i i really love this movie so i hope the director is thinking of the next step uh shit he could do a zombie musical i'm gonna watch it hold (laughs) on now (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he ain't going. I won't go that far now. Yeah, man, it's probably gonna be good. Definitely not about to watch Joker two as a musical. That's for sure. With no Lady Gaga, that's for sure not gonna happen in this household. That's, I, I don't know. That that's so such a weird thing to bring up. I feel like it'll probably be like a, like a musical number, in it. That might be how he meets Harley, which that ain't right, but whatever. It's it's a different <laughs> world, so. You know, maybe she's a lounge singer and he's like, oh, I just kept think- I kept thinking like, surely this news is fake. Surely this is some sort of wacky rumor or something like someone's. It seems real, man. I don't know. 
it's weird when things get leaked, especially by comic book movies. It seems like the folks that are making a movie, they're like, hey, how does everybody feel about that? Like, Greg's going to lose an arm in this next movie. They're like, is everybody mad? No, nah, everybody's like, dang, that sounds pretty cool. Oh, okay. Cool. Shit, we might do that then. <laughs> so, I don't know. They might be testing the water to see how everybody feels. Shit, Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn? <laughs> I ain't against it. Shoot. <laughs> She'll do great. I mean, she's... Where is she from? Is she from New York? I have no idea. I mean, accent-wise, she probably is more genuine than a lot of people doing it. Shit. Whatever. As long as she doesn't have to do another... Uh, what is it? An Italian accent? Oh yeah, <laughs> that did not work for her. Isn't she actually Italian? I mean, that don't mean you're you're good at, <laughs> at accents, you know. It's like, aren't you African, Otis? I mean, yes and no. <laughs> get jiggy with the shit. <laughs> Try again, motherfucker. Okay, so uh, we'll get through the story. Uh, it's just like a lot of heist movies people get caught at their most desperate times and they're out there like eh fuck it (laughs) i'll go back into the scary place to get things uh it's a lot like army of the dead and a a couple of folks were saying like zach snyder did you did you copy this movie (laughs) and he's like no man i had this idea like a decade before they're like oh okay but some folks were like this seemed kind of kind of the same mr snyder (laughs) But he was ready for that. He's like, yeah, I know somebody going to say I'm trying to steal from Korea. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't really technically say how much time has passed before the time jump of when the original Train to Busan starting. I assume the first Train to Busan is maybe like week one of this whole situation because there are places that have no idea about the zombies. And then, you know, they make it to a stop and it's just, thousands of zombies just sitting there with nothing to do and they're like oh shit get back on the train and they hop back on and just ride further down so we catch up with he's a marine captain jung siok i'm just calling him jung probably uh he's driving his family members they're trying to get to a ship and he actually sees a couple with a young kid and the dad's covered in blood and he's like nah i'm not stopping chief and the wife is like hey i know if you don't trust us just take our daughter with, with you. Just please, like, I just want her safe. And so I'm torn because I've told Katie, I've told Steve, I've told my friends. And if you're not in the circle and shit gets real, you ain't real to me. Like, I'm trying to keep them alive. But then there's parts of me that would want to be nice and save people. So I'm torn what I'd have done in that situation. I probably would have got the girl and put her in the car. But... Nope. See, Greg, see, <laughs> Greg would have been in the backseat like, you better keep driving. So <laughs> it, as, infor- as unfortunate as it is and as guilty as I will feel, I don't know if you've been bit or not. I can't risk it. We got to go. Yeah. Right. Just have the window cracked. She starts shaking or something. Just whoop. <laughs> just toss, <laughs> toss her out the window. <laughs> well, you can vote once. You got to go. Right. She starts coughing. Hey, you better quit that. I got allergies. Well, you gonna have allergies on the side of the road. so uh they leave the family out there i wonder if we'll see that little girl again or the mom we'll find out later so they board the ship and they are heading toward they're heading toward hong kong first right um no 
Japan was the original intent. Yes, and then they get diverted. Uh, yeah, change of plans to Hong Kong. Yeah, because shit's getting a little wild out in the yeah. world. So I get that. Unfortunately, uh, just like in our world, you can check people as best you can, but all it takes is one lazy person, and somebody gets in with the infection. It's just like, hey, make sure you got, you know, your 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 card, got your COVID shots and stuff. And they're like, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> and yeah, everybody's sick, so it <laughs> don't take much. But someone in the boat is infected. And man, I love the change that people get when they get bit in this world because their body gets all stiff and shit. And they get these like contortionists to be the zombies. And they're doing these awesome just like kip-ups with their bodies and stuff. And they're like, I'm a zombie. And they start biting everybody. In this world, they're not really eating people. They just want to bite to spread the disease. That's kind of all they really want to do. And so the boat gets lit up. And unfortunately, Zhang Xiaok, his sister and his nephew, they are in the middle of the new invasion of zombies. And he tries his best. He goes in, he's fighting. And she's like, I'm not leaving my son. And he's already fucking changing. And so she gets bit up. And he leaves, and the husband comes up to the door, and he's like, "What? What's happening?" Uh, Chul Min Chul comes in, and he's like, "They're gone, man." And he just they just start crying. So, yeah, it don't take much. And honestly, unfortunately, a lot of people get quarantined out. So South Korea gets straight up quarantined, and no one really wants to take any of those people because there's a big chance they might have a disease on them. So, four years later passes by. And Jung and Chul, they are in Hong Kong and they, you know, their hair's longer and they got fucking facial hair, you know, all the signs of like, I ain't doing shit with my life. <laughs> and they actually get recruited by Chinese mobsters for a mission. Hey, it's heist. Uh, so they go with two other Koreans and they're heading into South Korea, full of the zombies, to grab a truck that's got 20 million US dollars on it. And so if they get it back, they can get half of that money. So, you know, it's four of them, but probably somebody's going to die. So they're like, shit, man, that's a lot of money. We can live our fucking lives, try to do something. So, you know, they're both down for it. Honestly, the brother, he seems to be way more into it. And, you know, Jung is just like, I guess, you know, I don't got nothing else to do. And I'm really, he's not suicidal, but he really don't care that much it seems well he has nothing to live for so i think he feels responsibility to go in because his brother-in-law says well i'm going in with, with or without you so yeah so he's like god damn it yeah I'm, I'm gonna make sure you don't die i'm gonna try so the group they head into the peninsula by boat at night and they find a truck so in this world zombies they don't really enjoy the night. So they're kind of opposite of a lot of zombies. Uh, usually at night, the zombies are way worse than a lot of movies and situations. But at night, they sit still unless they have a reason to start moving. And just like in the original film, when they're on the train, when they hit like a, a tunnel and the lights go off, the zombies just freeze because they can't see. So they're like, well, I don't know where I'm going. So uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. So they go at night. That's where you do all your stuff. Uh, they actually find a truck. Man, that's fucking awesome. And they are trying to get the zombie out of the driver's seat so they can drive the car to the dock. And the zombie's still alive. I'm like, that's so fucking weird. I just would have just shot him in the head. But 
Exactly. Shoot him in the head first, then pull him out. Yeah. I, I wouldn't let any corpse just get past me. I'm like, I don't know if that's alive or not. I, that bothers me. So, the, uh, yeah. Uh, Chul, he actually hits the horn on the truck and all the zombies wake up and they start running full speed. So, Jung, he is shooting tons of zombies. He kills at least 50, trying to keep everybody alive and stuff. And the other two Koreans with them, they get bit easy because they're not fighters, honestly. And Chul actually runs to the back of the truck and locks himself in with the money. From his point of view, Jung actually doesn't see this. And he's fighting, and he actually gets picked up by two girls in a truck. (laughs) Well, like an SUV. And so they're like, get in the the truck, get in the truck. And he hops in. So Jung and these two little girls, they scoot off, and they're fucking good-ass drivers. So, (laughs) um, So June... And uh, Yujin, so the little girl. And they actually drive back to the hideout, and we find out that Yujin, she actually loves using rail-controlled cars with lights on them because the zombies are attracted to light. And that's how she moves zombies out of their way and stuff. So these kids, they've been surviving in the peninsula for four years, and they're pretty good at what they do. So Jung, he meets up with the family. And so it is... Elder Kim, so crazy old grandpa, and just like in a lot of movies, when you get old, you just kind of lose your marbles, and he's needs batteries for a radio, talking to nobody and stuff, so they just kind of let him just be by himself. They're like, yeah, you stay over there, homie. <laughs> and the mom, uh, Min Jung. So Jung instantly realizes that the mom and the, the little the girl, they were the ones that he didn't help four years ago. And he's like, oh, shit. Like, my bad. Like, I'm a, I'm a dickhead. I left y'all out here. And he's like, y'all weren't infected. Man, that really sucks. So they discover that the truck was picked up by a rogue militia. So it's unit 631, 631. And they actually cause the zombies to go even crazier while Jung is trying to leave. They shoot flares at Jung and zombies run toward the flares. And so uh, yeah, they're dickheads. And so they grab the truck and they find Chul in the back. And they're like, hey, cool. We got another guy for the for the games. And they're like, oh, what? And so they take him away and they head back into the, the camp, the campground, I guess, compound. And so they dump Chul into these survival games where they unarm all the bat, all the prisoners and dump them in a fucking lobby of a mall with zombies for two minutes. And so you just got to survive. And these zombies in this world, uh, they do full body, just like runs like their dogs, dive at people. If you don't got a weapon, it's pretty scary. And he actually survives the first like push. And uh, when he gets back into the safe part, uh, the dude opens this slot and is like, hey, you guys survived. Good job. Here's some food and throws like five bags of fucking ramen, dry ramen, just bags. Adam <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody just rips them open and just eating dry ramen. I had to grab the packets and just put Seasoning, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's sad is we definitely ate ramen like that back in the day. Right. Mm, roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> you close your eyes, one tear comes out. You're like, oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> so while this is happening, the captain of the whole situation of Unit 631, his second-in-command, little crony, 
he discovers that the truck that the bad guy oh what's that dickhead's name oh um, the sergeant yes uh wong yeah so wong uh he's he's the guy that found the truck and he's so it seems like certain people when they realize that they're important in a certain way and when things get really bad they either take it upon themselves to save everybody or they just say like i'm the best you should give me more stuff and then they start to get really a big a big head about it and so he's he takes the angle of he gets a really big head about things and so he's they're 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 the source of anarchy because they decide well there's not really any control anymore. There's no government. Well, I'm just not going to listen to any authority anymore. Yeah. So the captain and uh, Private Kim, they find out that the truck is full of money and a satellite phone, which the captain actually turns on and talks to the people. And so they're like, like, who the fuck are you? He's like, hey, I, I got the money. He's like, hey, whatever. I don't know who you are, but hey, just get to the dock. He's like, oh, okay. So <laughs> the captain's ready to just leave all these people at this compound he gives no shits about them anymore so jung and min they head into the compound the next night and they actually hold his second command at gunpoint and jung actually realizes that his brother's still alive and he's in this 24 24 hour survival game because the captain's trying to keep all of the subordinates busy especially wong because wong is really jumpy about things and he's like, nah, this is weird. Why is he acting nice to us? I don't like this. And so he's like, hey, 24-hour zombie game and eat all the food because you guys found tons of food. So we're going to party like it's 1999. And he's like, OK, I don't like it. I don't like this. You know, he, the bad guy is always real jumpy. So it makes sense. So uh, Chul, he actually meets up with his brother Jung. And Jung actually runs into the zombie game. And he's shooting and stuff and breaks him out. And they are trying to get out, and the rest of the bad guy unit, they uh, they're fighting back. And Chul tosses Jung his gun, and Jung is taking out zombies. And Wong, old dickhead bad guy, he shoots Chul in the back, and it's like, oh, you dickhead! And, you know, he's the bad guy. You know, from the beginning, he just looked like an evil dude. So you know, you know, he's gonna do something really bad. So, uh, so Huang scoots off. And Min, the mom, she fights the captain and the captain gets away. And so they hop in the truck full of the money and zombies everywhere. And we get a sweet ass car chase in a zombie infested town, which is actually pretty cool looking. And then we find out that the daughters, they didn't leave their mom because the mom is like, hey, if I don't come back when daylight hits, do not like don't try to chase or do anything with us you go home and daughters are like yeah bullshit so they actually help out the mom as they're driving toward the dock so the unit they're chasing them in their vehicles and they have lights on their vehicle and so they're keeping the lights on the good guys which makes all the zombies want to get to them and so it's actually pretty smart and they're shooting flares and stuff so at the beginning of the movie jung he sees this uh, what is it like a stair a stairway, but an enclosed glass stairway, something like that. Yeah, some part, some glass portion of a building. Yeah, probably and, some stairs of some sort. Yeah, yeah, and it was sealed off, and it was sealed off with probably like a thousand zombies inside, and so it's just a 
the glass case of emotion. That's one of my seven words, but fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) And so he shoots it open and the sergeant, uh, Huang, and his buddy in his car, they get like dog piled on with all the zombies. And it's so funny. Huang tells the guy, reverse the fucking car, man. Let's get out of here. And I don't know. He just didn't feel like it. But then they just get swarmed. And I'm like, oh, well. So we they meet back up and they're super happy. But oh, no, Captain, the evil Captain, he hops up and he shoots the mom in the leg. And he shoots the grandpa. And so, oh, no, we you know, you got to have your sad moment in the movie. And so crazy old grandpa, he's been crazy the whole time. And so no one's really been paying him attention. But then he says, like, I love you. I love you, girls. And I feel bad for keeping you in the situation and not saving you and stuff like that. I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) And the girls are crying and stuff. And so the captain, he gets away with the truck and the family to like, whatever, like we we just got to get out like Jung and the mom and the the girls they just they just want to leave so we see what happens with the captain he drives up to the mobsters at the dock and the mobster is like oh cool it's just you he's like hey you did a pretty good job I guess and you got the money here and he's like I just like my money please you know and then the head mobster just unloads his gun just on the guy in the truck so the captain gets just perforated with bullets and I was like damn so it's probably for the best that Jung didn't drive up to the mobsters because he probably would have died. <laughs> and with his last ounce of strength, the captain, he reverses the truck before they can close the cargo hold and leaves it open and zombies start running in and all the mobsters get killed. And so the money is still there, but I mean, it's just chock full of zombies at this point. So the family... I thought the truck, wait, huh? I thought the truck, backed, out, the truck backed out into the water, did it not? Ooh, I don't. I can't remember if it made it all the way out. I know for sure the zombies were coming in while it was still like halfway hanging on there. I think it probably did fall in the water. Honestly, just get rid of the money. Yeah, no one wants it. <laughs> so the family actually signal a United Nations helicopter going by, and the mom she stays back because she's trying to clear a path for her daughters and Jung. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Everybody's sacrificing themselves and shit. The typical zombie movie trope. And they actually get to the helicopter. And the mom, she hops into a truck and she's about to shoot herself in the head because she doesn't want to get bit or anything like that. And then she realizes that, well, actually, uh, I think Jung, does he yell something to her? Or is he just thinking in his head? Um, ask, that, ask that again. Well, at the end, when the mom is sitting in a truck, she's about to kill herself. I know she yeah. has like a like an epiphany that she doesn't want to die, but I can't remember if Jung was yelling something at her from a distance. No, okay. no, Jung never said anything to Jung never said anything to her. Jung decides because he has his quick flashback of of his brother in law getting on to him for not doing everything possible to get to save his sister's life back in the beginning of the film. So he decides he's going to go and save her. He tells the daughter, he's like, he tells the youngest daughter, I'm getting your mother. So as he starts running to go get the mother, he shoots a couple in the air. Mother hears this and she's like, well, he's coming to try to save me. Well, I might as well do everything I can myself and not just give up. So she starts unloading on zombies herself. Yeah. And she actually makes it back to the family. I really thought that either one of them was going to get bit at the end. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. 
thought I, they're gonna do was just like train to Busan and train to Busan the father gets all the way there, saves his daughter, but then he he doesn't quite make it and he's turning, so he leaves his daughter to just stay with the pregnant woman and they survive. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. surely one of these characters that I really, really, really want to live is not going to make it. Oh yeah, it's it's typical, it makes it sad, but holy shit. They all make it to the end and they make it to the helicopter. <laughs> and so they they get out. I'm very happy for them. Um, yeah, even if I was young, I'd be like, hey, we should come back and pick up that money. <laughs> if it didn't fall all in the water, we should we should go get that. But that's just me later. I'm like, hey, let's make sure we're all healthy and shit. But then we, we go back. Just go scuba diving. Just yeah. like just like the end of Muppet Treasure Island. Right. <laughs> Love power. <laughs> the rats down there just hell yeah, got the money, baby. <laughs> the, rats always, the rats always, always, always the rats. Okay, so Greg, who's your favorite character in Peninsula? My favorite character is uh, my favorite character is what is her name? Eldest daughter June. Yeah, she is not necessarily the hero, but she is absolutely the X factor in this film with her driving skills. I also really admired her independence that she clearly had to develop a living, basically growing up in this in this situation, in this post-zombie apocalyptic Korea, because I'm, I would assume she was the daughter that was being held at the very beginning when, when uh, Jung decided to just pass them by, because she's the oldest now. Um, so she spent her whole life in this situation. She has clearly developed an independence to be able to venture out with her baby sister alone and save Jung and <laughs> and the driving skills. I mean, there are so many intricacies and details to the strategy of her driving through both in the beginning when she saves Jung and in the big chase at the end that is just... It's too many to go over, but there was such strategy to the things she did as she was driving on top of the fact that she could just maneuver the car very, very well. It made for great scenes. Um, I'm going to need this universe and the Fast and Furious universe to somehow cross over because (sighs) Fast and Furious has already become very outlandish as it is. So it would not be so much of a stretch for her character to find her way to being a part of the part of the, the family, the crew. (laughs) <laughs> because she clearly belongs with the way she drove in that film. Loved yeah. it. Loved yeah. it. Who the fuck taught her to drive like that? <laughs> right? That has to be a lot of trial and error right there. Yeah, I guess if you're just driving from scary people, you just get good at it. <laughs> <laughs> you try a lot of things and wreck a lot of cars. and Yeah, well, you got a lot of cars to pick from, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I actually went with Jung, I went with the main character. He had a lot of just issues and, you know, he had a lot of doubt inside of his body because he didn't, he feels he didn't do all he could to save his family. And so when he sees this new family, it's don't take much, honestly, for him to be like, nah, I'm, I'm helping them get out. And he actually feels bad that there's still people like living in this place because he, it feels like he kind of assumed that everybody got out but then like, no, nah, man, there's tons of us just stuck here because we can't, we don't have the means 
to get out. And he's like, well, you're getting out, man. They're like, we're getting the fuck out of here. So, And some of them are stuck there because of his decision making at the beginning. Yeah. So he's very much like, nah, I got to get y'all out. <laughs> y'all would have been happy people not in the peninsula just fighting off zombies every day. So I thought that was really cool. So, and that's kind of what you want from a main character. So they have to have some type of weakness and his weakness wasn't going to be physical because he's like the sweet ass soldier. So you got to do something kind of mental. And so it was just him getting over his hangups and his, you know, those weaknesses of just like, damn, if I was just a good person at the beginning, y'all wouldn't have been here. So I liked it. So Greg, Who's your least favorite character? Captain Sayo. Captain. Yeah. Um, an easy pick would be the sergeant. I mean, they're pretty close to on par. Um, but at least you already know what the sergeant's about. He he makes no bones about who he is, and it's very much in your face, and there's just no ambiguity about it. I just feel like the captain could have gone about things a little differently once once the truck was no longer in his possession, like you ain't got to, you know, shoot off other, you don't have to shoot the family. You don't, in order to obtain the truck. If I'm him, of course, hopefully I'll never be in this situation. If, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm him, I'm at least trying to negotiate my way onto the truck without having to harm anybody but then again i guess that would have necessarily worked because that family lived with him lived with those that's those soldiers prior and went crazy and the captain probably was not in their good graces but ah, i don't know he could have just i guess it's the 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 fact that they so did so did so good of a job of having the swerve of him being more sinister than he actually was yeah that flip was cool and i think it's also that the part of the effectiveness of that flip into just how evil he was is you kind of at first you're just seeing him in relation to the sergeant and the rest of the soldiers so he doesn't seem he seems to be the more stable of all of them i suppose so you kind of I wasn't really concerned for him as much as I was concerned for the family. In fact, I wasn't concerned for him at all, but you liked him more than the rest of the soldiers. At least that I did. I did. Oh yeah. So to, to see him make that turn, like he, he came off as a reasonable person at first. So to see him make that turn at the end and, you know, bust a cap in both the mother and the grandpa. Yeah. He had, he, they're, they're this close and he's the one, he's the, he's the foil. He's the foil. It messes up for everybody. Yeah. So you, we picked the same one because usually in martial arts films, you'll get the bad guys second in command and they're the heavy. They're the one that does the real fighting. And then once that person's gone, you fight the rich guy and the rich guy don't put up a fight. He's just like, oh, I'll, I'll pay you. Don't beat me up. And that's kind of the situation here. Captain wasn't really that dangerous. But with guns, anybody can be scary. So, uh, but no, Captain was crap. He had a cool situation going because he's like, oh shit, this money, I can get out. I- I'm just going to sneak out. And I thought that was pretty cool at first. But then, you know, you get to the third act, you're like, we need a bad guy. Okay, Captain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to make you typical bad guy. So, yeah, it always happens. I don't see how he didn't get mutinied way before that. I don't see how he's still in charge by that point. Yeah, that's really weird. 
because he seemed very i don't know nonchalant about a lot of stuff i don't know maybe that kept him from not getting jumped you know he just stayed quiet i guess i don't know you would think somebody'd be like man i can do a better job oh i know i can let's just let's just kill him <laughs> right or maybe the the chain of command they still kind of believed in it because they were still calling each other like their positions so yeah yeah so maybe they he just couldn't get over that part you know he's like you're a private don't talk to me like that and so it's like whoever has those titles they're like well i ain't getting rid of this and everybody else is like yeah that's fine so i guess (laughs) okay let's do seven word synopsis so i said mine earlier but every time i watch this movie it's like the only thing i see and it makes me laugh uh Zombies in a glass case of emotion. Like they show this giant glass, like ladder, not a ladder, but stairway, full, chock full of zombies just on each other. And they show it at the beginning. So I'm like, oh, that's, they, they're going to come back to that. That's fucking awesome looking. And they absolutely do. <laughs> uh, Greg. I got two. First one, which is an actual synopsis post zombie apocalypse, South Korea, anarchy ensues. And. This one actually gives us an opportunity to further expand on the plot a little bit. And in Elder's kookiness, there is clarity. Yeah. <laughs> so Grandpa, you think he's just he's just senile and losing his mind and maybe suffering from dementia when he thinks he's on the radio talking to a, quote, Jane. And Jane is someone that he thinks can that if he keeps corresponding with, she will come save the day or at least come save them. And it took me a minute to realize, but as he's dying from the gunshot, when he's talking about, I really wanted to save y'all. I'm like, what are you talking about? What would you have done? I guess he, at that point was still referencing, you know, I was trying to get us, you know, saved by corresponding with this Jane and the kids, the kids think they're just playing along like, Oh yeah, Jane, yeah. Your, your imaginary friend that you're talking on the radio that doesn't actually work. And you're not actually talking to anybody. But then sure enough, when the UN helicopter comes in to save them, representing the country of Malaysia is Jane. <laughs> Which is why I nearly picked Grandpa to be my favorite character, because he's the hero. He truly is the hero, because he's actually, the entire time, when they think he's just crazy old Grandpa talking to nobody, he's actually talking to Jane, and she ends up bringing a crew to save them. Love that. Love that little twist. There's so many swerves and twists at the end of this. That it's, it's like sometimes it doesn't work because it's like, all right, this is too much. But I, I love the way they did it. Between the the captain showing up when they think it's all good in the last stretch of the drive, to the captain backing up the truck out of there even though he's about to die, to the captain being shot to begin with once he brings the truck, to Grandpa bringing Jane, and before that, uh, Jung Suck even deciding i'm gonna go back and save the mom and then both of them actually making it out alive love this ending it really it really gets at you emotionally in the last stretch of the last 20 minutes there yeah that it's funny you know you see crazy old grandpa and you're like okay he's just crazy and then you're like oh damn he actually helped out good job grandpa (laughs) (laughs) okay so this film it was finally shown at the Busan International Film Festival, October 21st, 2020. But it got 
canceled and pushed back because of COVID-19. So this movie came out in 2020, that year where everything just kind of fell into a black hole. But finally released. And so uh, what do you think the budget was, Greg? Well, man, we can't do this until I have a competitor. Okay. Okay. I got you. So the budget, it was $16 million. And so it makes sense. You know, movies, it's an action film. So you gotta have some gotta have some money for the action scenes and the CG. Still, I think kind of cheap, but Korean films, they don't have that's a weird no, that's a shitty sentence to say. They do have money for films. It seems like they're just real good at being economical with what they have. And the movies still look absolutely amazing, but they're not like fucking Disney films, like you know, the Avengers movie, what was like what 200 million was the, the budget of it? Oh, you know, but it made like a billion, so it's it's just weird money-wise. So the box office was 42.7 million. So it made its money, and I'm happy it actually did pretty good because of COVID, because a lot of films came out and they did not make their money because everybody was chilling at home. So I'm glad that the like the video on demand and some theaters were open for a little bit and they're able to make their money. And I assume this movie probably would have made way more, but COVID just kind of fucked it up. So, uh, but still money wise, it looks good. And I just want that director to keep making movies. Just, just Sally forth, bro, because I love this world and I need way more of it. So absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And in, in generally speaking, Koreans seem to do, Korean filmmakers seem to just do so well with, with the zombie genre. Right. Like, I just, if it's, if it's coming from Korea and it's a zombie plot, I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. There's some good ass, there's some good ass scary movies that we've watched. And it's just like, yeah, Korea's fucking awesome at what they do. So, uh, do you have anything else to say about Train to Busan Presents Peninsula? Nope. Only thing I'll say is, is if that English version, American version of Train to Busan comes out, Ugh. don't bother watching it. Just rewatch the original Train to Busan. Yeah. Or I'm, you could hate, or you could also hate watch it. I might do that. Just watch it just because I know I'm going to dislike it. So I'm going to give myself reason to dislike it. I feel like being angry one day. Like, I don't know, like just some masterpiece, as we were saying at the beginning of this, there's some things you just don't need to mess with. X-Men's yeah. song and Train to Busan. I'm real nervous about remakes. I can't even think of... There has been some good remakes from other countries that America grabs and they fix it up and stuff, but it's kind of few and far between. But it, it, it scares me. It scares me that they saw Train to Busan do so good. And they're like, shit, we could do that. I'm like, no, it's just... I, I just really hope, I really hope they don't fuck it up. Though, actually, I, I want them to fuck it up so they don't try again. So. <laughs> I'm sure they will. I know. It's just, I don't even know who's going to play the dad, but it's probably going to be, I don't know, Chris Evans or one of the Chris's or The Rock or it'll be someone famous. And I don't know. So, uh, if you have any other ideas about, people to play in the american version of train to busan or you just wanted to explode like we do uh you can tweet us at allentown pod 
We have an email. It is downtimepresents at gmail.com. And we have a Facebook for now. I don't know when they're going to get rid of podcasts on there, but downtime presents. So Greg and I, we are going to keep on going. I know we got at least one more heist idea, and but there's tons of heist movies out there. So um, I think we're going to do one more and that has a zombie background to it. I think really? we're going to do it. I don't really? know if you want to do the other, um, uh, the Army of Thieves. I don't know if you want to do that or not. I mean, there's not really zombies in the film itself, really. It's, yeah. in the, it's not where they are located. We could do it. I definitely want to do Ambulance. Oh, yeah. Let's do that next. Yeah. So, like I said, there's tons of heist films out there. People like, I love heist films. They're like It's honestly one of my favorite genres uh, compared to like sci-fi. And actually... It was a Doctor Who episode where it was a sci-fi heist film. And it was like one of my favorite episodes because the doctor says, oh, this is a heist. I'm like, oh, my God, he said it. And I was I was excited because <laughs> there's a Rick and Morty episode where it's just they go to heist con. It's like Comic Con, but for heisting. And wow. he, he steals the entire convention <laughs> piece by piece. And so uh, it's awesome. Uh, that's where the meme, uh, the, the you son of a bitch, I'm in with Morty when he's like pointing it's from that episode Ah, okay okay because that's how he gets people to join his side and and betray other people he's like you son of a bitch I'm in (laughs) so it's just Morty just keeps saying it to everybody because they all have like a good point he's like you son of a bitch I'm in they're like no no Morty you're on my side he's like okay (laughs) uh but no we're gonna keep going so like always thank you so much for listening and we'll be back very soon with another heist film okay bye guys Old Jane uh, was a bigger person than me. When the older sister pulled that gun on her because she wouldn't go save the mom, she would have got clocked. Just oh. like, uh, just j- just like, just like Mama on uh, Bad Boys Two got clocked. Oh yeah, got popped in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs>